This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Welcome to Thursday's solo episode. I guess that's just how I start the episodes now. I used to always want to do what Dax does and go like, welcome, welcome, welcome. Like I always wanted to do that, but I guess my thing is just like, welcome to Thursday's solo episode, which is boring. So if you have any ideas, please send them my way. Um, I have my pink free candy cane pillow with me because Charlie made fun of me on Instagram. So I was like, okay, well, I love this pillow and I am going to have it in my podcast recording. So anyways, that's why I have my candy cane pillow because I'm very protective of my Christmas decor. Okay. Um, she was like, what is that? I was like, it's a pink fuzzy candy cane. She's like, it's terrible. I was like, oh, And so I sent her a gif of Bah Humbug. I was like, how dare? But like, come on. This is awesome. Anyways, it was like $14 at HomeSense. HomeSense just, I always do so well when I don't go to HomeSense. But when I go there, like you see shit, like a pink fuzzy candy cane. And you're like, why do I need this? But like, I actually need it. My husband was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I like this. So I'm putting it in the cart and he's like, okay, like what? I don't know. I just needed it. So that's why I have it. Anyways, um, there's like this whole thing. Like I want to be a minimalism person that only has things that you use and everything has a place and definitely not buying pink fucking fuzzy candy canes. I want to be that person but why is it so hard? Like, why does this make me so happy? This pink fuzzy candy cane? Why? Isn't it weird? Ugh. anyways, it's so soft. It reminds me of my Skims uh, velour set. That's exactly what it feels like. So anyways, um, so I did my first live TV thing. Um, a lot of you were shocked because I was like, unless you count the time I was on Uh-Oh, which was not live. It's like a pre-recorded thing, but you just like do it and then they air it. So when I was in grade eight, they came to my school in Sudbury, Ontario, and they did auditions just in the gym for Uh-Oh. And you had to like, they picked a few of us and you had to like run into the gym And like introduce yourself. So on Uh Oh, every single person would have like a name. It would be like, oh, I'm Silly Sally or like something like that. And so you had to think of what you wanted your name to be and then like act all crazy and introduce yourself to the whole freaking school or like all the grade eights anyways. Um, And so I was rambunctious Renee and they picked me. And so I got to do the obstacle course. They held it at Science North. I did not win the obstacle course. Um, All I can remember from that was the water. Like you had to like dump a bucket 
of something like on your head. It was like slimy, like watery stuff. And all I remember is that it was absolutely ice cold. And so after I dumped that on myself or you had to like jump in this bin or whatever it was, my body was frozen and then you had to run to the finish line and like my whole body like just didn't work. Like it was frozen and I couldn't run. So that's what I remember from that. But for the life of me, we cannot find my episode online anywhere. And there's a ton of uh oh episodes online. My husband and I have looked, but sorry, I'm drinking my coffee as I record this because I didn't have time to drink it this morning. And I was like, you know what? Instead of just like shoving it in my face as I drive Milo to school, I'm going to actually just drink it while I record and enjoy it. So mm, I've warmed the, I've warmed this mug up like three times. Okay. So live TV. I was so anxious. If you guys know me, which you probably do, I get very anxious for certain things. And you wouldn't think that. You're like, you talk basically for a living now. Like what, like what, you seem very confident. Like, oh my God, you're anxious? Like I would never think that. Like people are always shocked. Yeah, like really bad anxiety to the point where I almost dropped out of my master's program. I have a whole episode on my like anxiety journey if you want to go back and listen to it. Um, but yeah, my I almost dropped out of my master's program because I had such bad anxiety presenting in front of the class and grad school is like all presentations. Like that's all it is. Every single class has like a big presentation that you have to do. And like I would search through the different course like syllabus, syllabi, syllabuses uh, to see how they graded the class. And it was always like, we're 30% of your grade, like a 45 minute presentation. And I would try and find classes that had no presentation. They all had them. So anywho, um... I started taking citalopram daily. It's like a daily anxiety thing. Improved my quality of life like I can't even explain. And it's not necessarily going to do that for everybody because I know lots of people who have had to like try a bunch of different medications and sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes the symptoms from the medication are worse or like the side effects are worse than whatever. I just really lucked out and citalopram is amazing for me. Even like anxiety presents itself in different ways. So it's not even just like a nervousness feeling. Like, for example, if you're like going about your day and you like hit your elbow and you like rage, like you get so irritable, like irritable, like being irritable, um, anger, like anxiety can present itself in all different ways. And so I just find like my overall quality of life is so much better being on a low dose of citalopram. Then for big things like presentations, I have, it's called clonazepam and it just like evens me out a little bit and takes away like the really bad physical um, like anxiety symptoms because how do you go up and present or like talk when you have such crippling physical symptoms. Um, Because mentally, I know I'm like, okay, this is nothing. Like, it's fine. I'm fine. Like, everything's going to be fine. It's the physical symptoms that like, 
like I feel my body is reacting as if I'm about to slam into another car on the highway. Like that's how my body feels. And it's not like a quick like up and down. It's like doesn't go away. So that is also why anxiety is so freaking exhausting because your body is like under attack or it thinks it is for so long. Um, So to do the live TV thing, I really wanted to do it without taking clonazepam and I did, but it was a fucking struggle. Like I barely slept the night before and lately like in grad school, I would get anxious about doing a presentation like a week before. Like I would be sitting there watching a movie and I would just burst into tears because I had a presentation a week later. Now I don't get anxious until like I'm on my way to do the thing. So my alarm goes off. I barely slept all night because every time I set my alarm super early, like I have to catch a flight or whatever it is, I do not sleep because I think I'm going to sleep through my alarm. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just, and I'm sure this is very common. So I woke up what to what I thought was the middle of the night. I was like, oh, it's probably four in the morning. My alarm's going to go off at five because I had to drive like an hour to get to the studio and it's a morning segment anyways. So I'm like, oh yeah, it's probably like four in the morning. Uh, like I'm only going to have like an hour left. I'm probably not going to sleep. And so I'm tossing and turning and tossing and turning. I finally click on my phone so I can see the time and it's 1.15. I was like, oh my God. So I barely slept all night. Alarm goes off at five and I'm instantly like, okay, how can I get out of this? Like I can just email Julie and be like, oh, like, you know, like my anxiety is really bad. I don't even want to lie anymore. Like I just want to be honest and be like, I'm so anxious. Like I can't like blah, blah, blah. But I didn't. I was like, Renee, shut up, get in the shower, wash your hair, dry your hair, get ready. And so I did. And I just like was going through the motions of getting ready. And every like 20 minutes, I'm like, okay, I should probably just email and say I can't go. No, just kept going, kept going. One second, I have to drink coffee. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner, I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. 
Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. So get in the car, drive myself, and I always get the worst anxiety in the car on the way to wherever I'm going. And like 10 times, I was like, okay, I'm going to turn around. Like I can't go. I can't go. And I just kept going, just kept going. Park the car. I'm like, Renee, just get in there and then you'll feel 10 times better. Like once you're in the environment and not just like in your head. So I like walk through the doors And this girl is like, hi, 
like super nice. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so happy you're here. Like, I'm such a big fan. She was like the receptionist for the building. And I was like, oh my God, like instantly felt more comfortable. Um, Then, yeah, I got to go into like the green room and I met up with Julie and we were just chatting. I had my makeup done. It was such a cool experience. And in my mind, I was like, Renee, you're literally going to do a five minute segment. It's literally a five minute podcast. Like you sit down with lights and cameras and talk to people for an hour and you're the one in charge. Like you're just sitting there and they're going to ask questions and just have a casual conversation for five minutes. But in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Is the world ending? Like we're all going to die. Anyways, it went really well. I was super comfortable. Um, The cool thing about the studio is that there was no crew inside the studio. It's all like robots. Like they're all in a separate room watching on computer screens. And so all the cameras and everything are just like standalone, like um, electronic, like they can move them around from a different room. So it was literally just us in the room, which was super cool. Um, so yeah, super excited that I did that. Didn't have to take clonazepam, made it through. Very happy. And like, I knew once I got to the other side of it, I would be very happy that I did it. And all my family's like, why didn't you tell us you were going to be on TV? Like we would have watched blah, blah, blah. And I was like, honestly, because I didn't know if I would make it. I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm going to be on TV Friday morning. And then I just like, don't show up because I turned around in the car and like panicked. So Anyways, the clip is online. If you Google CHCH in capital letters, uh, parenting panel, November 25th, 2022, you can watch it. My first little TV experience. Um, But anyways, then I wanted to mention a while back, I talked about taking clonazepam to do like a panel. Again, like like a public speaking thing. And I talked about it in my stories on Instagram and somebody wrote me a DM responding to that story and I had it screenshot, but now it's like so old, I'm not going to go find it. But it was basically along the lines of like, you know, you should really be careful about how you're speaking about taking medication. Like a lot of people have like substance abuse problems and so on and so on. And like, I understand where that message is coming from. But at the same time, I'm like, I feel like you can't win. Like if I wasn't open about having anxiety and struggling and like taking medication to get me through certain situations and then people knew that I did, but I wasn't open about it, people would be like, like you're not being real. Like you're making it seem like you have no issues. Like you literally can't win. And it's also not... Like, I can only speak about my experience. Like, I'm not a medical doctor. Um, But, like, it's not my responsibility to, like, save the world from everything. So, yeah, I can speak about my experience with anxiety, how I manage my anxiety. Um, Yeah, of course, if I'm on my Instagram stories talking about, like, abusing drugs and being irresponsible, then sure, like, come at me. But... A lot of people struggle with anxiety and so I think it's like helpful to be open about it and talk about it and the only reason that I 
am doing so well now with regard to anxiety and like understanding how to manage my anxiety is because a friend of mine was open about medications that she was on. And I was like opened up to a whole new world of like how I could help myself and not drop out of school. So like for me, anxiety medications have been so unbelievably helpful in like my quality of life and just like being able to accomplish things that I never would have otherwise that like I don't know it bothers me when people are like you shouldn't really be like you know talking about that yeah I get it people have substance abuse problems I'm not going to not show myself drinking a glass of wine because people have alcohol issues you know what I mean like it's just I don't know it's a very nuanced situation I guess but okay Moving on to my next topic. Like I feel like I'm already 16 minutes in. This is always what happens. I write down all these topics because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to have enough to talk about. The first topic I go for 16 minutes. So anywho, um, rhythmic gymnastics. What? Like those ribbons I'm sorry if you missed that video on my stories on Instagram like that's sad for you because I've never seen Milo more excited than when he opened up that package from Amazon and it was the rhythmic gymnastics ribbons like he lost his mind he was going nuts for like 45 minutes before bed um he was sweating like just like like ripping around the house like oh my god it was so funny I had to like FaceTime everyone I knew um so how it started was the other day it was Saturday morning he was upset like literally upset at me because we didn't have whatever they had at school that he was playing with in the gym he's like you know like the swinging things the swinging things and I'm like I I have no idea what you're talking about. We don't have that in the house. I'm sorry. Like, I don't even know where to go about looking for this. And he was legit pissed off. So the more he was talking about it, I'm like asking him questions about it. And he was like, he said something about it's like a fishing rod. And I was like, okay. So then I was thinking about things that they might have in the gym that they would play with. And I thought about like the the ribbon thing, like a swinging, like fishing rod thing. And so I Google rhythmic gymnastics and I'm showing him YouTube videos of like gymnasts using the ribbons. And I'm like, is this what it was? He was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So go on Amazon, type in rhythmic gymnastics ribbons. Of course, they have a pack of four for $9 that can be delivered the next day. Like, of course they do. So order them. They show up. He lost his mind. It's like the greatest $9 I've ever spent in my life. So that was hilarious and unexpected. Like, who knew? Who knew? Um, If you're in the Toronto area, I wanted to mention my mom and I are going to go to the one of a kind show this week. If you haven't been, it is incredible. I don't even know how I came across it, but I've been going the last few years and I am obsessed. It is like a massive, 
massive like show with a ton of vendors from all over the country. There's like jewelry, clothing, baby stuff, products, food stuff, like you name it. It has everything. And it's all like a lot of small businesses. We do a ton of shopping every time we go there. It is such a good way to spend like an afternoon, a morning. Um, I think it's on until December 4th and it's at the Enter Care Center, which is like a massive convention center um, near the water, like downtown. So check that out. One of a kind show. Um, let's see. The last thing I'll talk about, perhaps, is my husband and I have been talking like Milo is finally at an age. He just turned four a few months ago and he's finally at an age where like he understands the concept of Santa and like Christmas and getting gifts and buying gifts for other people and he just gets it all of a sudden like we're going to take our picture with Santa on Wednesday and like he's excited like he gets it now he's looking at his old pictures from when he was a baby with Santa and like he gets it he's like oh my god yeah like so excited to go see Santa on Wednesday this is the first year that he gets it. So we're trying to explain to him about how like Santa, like this is so fucked up, but I'm like, am I ruining my child? Like the whole thing about like Santa, like he makes a list, checks it twice. Like, you know, if like there's girls and boys that are good, girls and boys that are bad, like you have to be good to like for Santa to buy you gifts. And like, as things are coming out of my mouth, I'm like, this is fucked up. But like, I'm pretty sure my parents did the exact same thing for us. And like, we're fine. But it's so weird that I don't know. Like, do other kids know that Santa is, my God, do you have kids in the car? Like, I'm nervous to even say this, that Santa isn't real. Like, do other kids know and then tell kids at school like, is it weird to say like, oh, you better be good or Santa's not going to come or like, you know, like, I don't know. So I've been thinking about that a lot. We're just going with it because, oh, my God, it works. Like he's been an angel since we said that and he gets it and he keeps telling me and reminding me that like, you know, there's like you have to be nice. And yeah, anyways, it's crazy. Um. I'm curious what other people's thoughts are about Santa and how you handle that in your house. Like, what do you say to your kids? Um, do they get it? At what age do they start questioning things? Um, I was talking to Kathy about Santa and she made a good point about, you know, in in our, in, okay, in our households, like Santa should really just be bringing very basic gifts um, because you don't want kids to go to school. Like, for example, let's say Santa brings Milo like uh, a PlayStation, like some big, big gift. Like, let's pretend Milo's old enough to care about a PlayStation. Um, you don't want him to go to school and be like, oh, Santa brought me a PlayStation. And then another kid is like, oh, like Santa didn't bring me a PlayStation. Like I only got, you know, whatever, like a, a new Christmas outfit or something. And so I'm like, there should be 
general rules across the board about what Santa brings to kids so that kids aren't comparing once they get to school after the holidays and then some kids feel bad because like Santa didn't bring them you know what everybody else got or like I don't know it's just such and I'm sure we're just or me anyways like just overthinking everything because I'm pretty sure past generations never even fucking gave two thoughts about any of this it was like if you're bad Santa's not bringing you gifts like It just wasn't even (laughs) like a thing that they thought about. But yeah, I'm seriously like, okay, this is so weird. Um, But anyways, maybe I'll do a post or like a story with a question box. And I would love to hear how you guys handle Santa and gifts in your house. Um, Anywho, I yesterday just before I start talking about the movie club thing I'm just going to talk about it by myself this week because everyone's busy and I'm I don't know nobody wants to talk to me about it I think I might join CrossFit and I'm kind of like freaking out I used to do CrossFit like religiously this was like years ago before I had Milo and I was basically the Hulk Um, I could do like pull-ups like it was so incredible my body felt so amazing I was so strong and now like I've had Milo I've been inactive for so long like I'm constantly sore I have no muscle like I'm just I don't want to like wither away into nothing and turn into this like old frail person so I'm like Renee you should just fucking do it like just go sign up and just do it. So that's what I'm debating. I might ask to go do like a tour of the facility and like meet with someone um, and check it out before. But yeah, I'm really debating joining and I need to just make it a priority. And if work suffers, then work suffers. Like whatever. When I'm 70 and fucking ripped, I'll be thankful. So yeah, there's that. Um, okay, let's talk about the movie club. There's a couple things I wanted to say. Oh my god, I'm gonna sneeze. Hey! Oh my god, that's my first sneeze on the podcast. Okay, Bad Moms. Did you guys watch it? I had so many thoughts and I loved it so much. I've seen it before, but like years ago. So let's just quickly how much time? Oh my god. Okay, a few minutes of bad moms here. So Okay, one of the first questions we asked was, why is it so hard to feel like a good mom these days? And I have so many thoughts on this. I had a whole blog post. Actually, the first episode ever of this podcast is called Mom Poster Syndrome. Go listen to that. That explains exactly why we feel like bad moms all the time. So I'm not even going to get into that. Go listen to episode freaking one of this podcast. Um, Okay. How to know if you are a good mom. So, oh, this is so funny. So it's like they talk about in the movie how it's impossible to know until your kids are adults and then it's too late. And my sister didn't want to put that question up on the podcast account. She was like, is that bad? Like, are we basically saying that like, you know, if your adult child is an asshole, then like you failed as a mom. And I was like, oh my God, Liza, you're thinking way too much into this. Like, it's just a little question for like 
to provoke some thoughts. Um, One thing that I will say that I always say is that we need to stop focusing on tiny things that don't matter. Um, I try and do this all the time, but it's like, oh, Milo had Pringles for dinner the other day in front of the TV. And it's like, okay, this is like one moment of a million in his life and it's not a big deal. So oftentimes I think we're so focused on like the micro in parenting and it's like, oh, this is not going exactly how I want it to go. I'm doing a bad job or like, oh, it's sunny outside and we're watching a movie in the basement. I suck. And it's like, no, like expand, like take a macro view of you as a parent and how your child's life is going and all the interactions you've had since the day they were born. Like, it's fine. Like we're doing great. So I try not to focus on like singular things and instead look at, you know, like, oh, we had a bad day today. He's eaten a lot of chocolate. Like we had fast food, whatever, whatever. No, how have how have we eaten in the last three months? Oh, okay, I feel better now. <sighs> Guys, my nose is running. <sighs> okay, so um, the thing I loved about Bad Moms is that it was such an exaggerated, um, like everything was so exaggerated, but if you like lessened the exaggeration, it's literally how it is to be a mom. Like, so... <sighs> Oh my God. So a lot of the things I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious because it's so dramatized and like exaggerated. But if you break it down, it's like, oh, but that's literally how it is. There was so many situations uh, that I loved. Um, Which mom do you relate to? I would probably say for me, Mila Kunis. I feel like I was so like trying to be perfect even like when I was pregnant, just like trying to get things set up and like I had all these like visions. And then once Milo was born, I quickly like shifted it to be like realistic and not comparing myself to other people and doing what's best for our family. And I just like had this major shift. And I feel like that's kind of what Mila Kunis's character did in the movie. Um, I loved in the speech at the, was it the election? or like the parent teacher anyways one of the speeches was they basically made the point I think it was Mila Kunis's character was like kids aren't kids anymore and we need to start doing less and like hashtag relate to that especially with the extracurricular activities that we've signed Milo up for that he fucking doesn't care about we have not been to basketball in weeks because it's just like what's the point so let kids be kids. Stop like bombarding them with a million structured activities. Just let them freaking play. Like yesterday, I felt bad. We had a super chill day. Milo was in his pajamas all day. I went out and ran some errands. My husband was watching soccer and Milo was just like playing independently. He'd come play with us. We'd play like games and it was just like a chill day. And I was like, this is fine. Even in the afternoon, I busted out my freaking Kindle laying on the couch next to Milo while he watched Jurassic World. I was like, this is perfect. Like, it's totally fine. Um, my God, guys, did you see the snot in my nose? Anyways, okay. Marriage counseling. So in the movie, 
Mila Kunis and her husband went to marriage counseling and I thought it was so interesting because the the whole like point of their discussion was about how she does everything but he thinks it's unnecessary what she's doing and that she's just a perfectionist. Um, And so I kind of like agree and disagree with that, like like that sentiment or that like thought. Um, I think there are a lot of things that we could just let go that aren't important. Um, I also think it's important to let our partners just do things even if they fail and don't do it exactly the way we want to. Um, and I also think because we do too much and have a lot of the mental load that our partners don't have, i.e. guilt, it's different. It's like we are constantly feeling guilty about things, which then like, you know, causes us to do certain things. I don't know. And guilt is a hard one to get rid of. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of things that we can't control. Guilt you can control with a lot of work, I feel like, but it takes work and we wish that that wouldn't exist. Like we don't necessarily want to be overthinking things and stressed about like, oh, we should be going to the park because it's a nice day instead of staying inside watching TV. It's like, I think our partners are allowed to enjoy a lot of moments or they're able to enjoy a lot of moments that we can't because we're having this like mental load going on in our heads um, that is not always easy to control. So anyways, if you haven't watched the movie Bad Moms, watch it. I think for the month of December, this is going out, this episode will be out on... Oh my God, December 1st. So I think for December 1st, I'm going to do Bad Moms Christmas because I remember watching that and like dying laughing. It is also on Netflix in Canada, maybe not in the US. I learned that in LA when I tried to watch Bad Moms and it wouldn't let me. Um, But yeah, Bad Moms Christmas for December. So let's do it. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, If you haven't already, please rate, review the podcast and share it with a friend, okay? The downloads are a little bit down right now and I'm not happy about it. So share the podcast with a friend that you think would enjoy it. And uh, we are also on YouTube. So check out the Mom Room Podcast on YouTube. And yeah, if you missed Tuesday's episode, go check it out because it was with the Dumb Dads and I recorded it in person in LA in a fancy little podcast studio. So Check that out on YouTube or on any podcast platform. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys uh, next time. So have a good day and I hope your children sleep tonight. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.